PH presents Movies That Matter. What's up, everybody? It's me, it's me, it's uh, J-A-T-double-B. As always, I'm here with my co-host, the superstar James Starring, the guy that makes the ladies scream until they cream. The legendary end-of-the-world creaming. COVID creaming. I can't imagine a better creaming than end-of-the-world creaming. Yeah, because that's it. I mean, yeah, that's you've creamed your last cream. Yeah, all the all the creaming over. Yeah, we are back. It's been <laughs> God, I don't even know. Been like three weeks. Yeah, it's been two or three weeks without an episode, but it's probably been over a month since we actually recorded. Yeah, so, it's been a been a long month. It's been a long time. There's a lot going on in the world. And um, I don't know if everyone's aware of what's going on, um, but the, yeah, the, the world, I mean, I don't know about the whole world. I don't want to speak for the whole world. The United States has definitely just lost their mind. Upside down. Yeah, and it's just getting out of control. And uh, yeah, we haven't had an episode in a while. I mean, I can say, I can speak for myself, Jamie has been busy. He's actually, he's been hired by a few companies to try to find a, a virus or a vaccine, not a virus. <laughs> uh, find another one. Um, so I don't know. I don't yeah, know if yeah. you're legally allowed to get into all that, but. Um, a little bit. I want to hear, well, I want to hear what you've been doing and then I'll tell what I've been doing. Like, what have you been doing over the last month? Why have, you know, we need to let our, our listeners know our, I mean, our hundred thousand listeners, we need to let them know, you know, what we've been doing, I think at least. So what have you been doing? I hear you've been playing a lot of golf, but super busy work's been kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, without getting into too many details, work has been crazy due to the pandemic, but, um, besides, I mean, honestly, I could have done a few episodes. I have just been man with everything going on in the world. And I'm really scared that, you know, there's going to be another freak out and we're not going to be allowed to leave our apartments and stuff. So I've just been trying to enjoy my life, man, when I get a chance. So if I'm not working, I'm playing a lot of golf. I'm just trying to be outside as much as possible, um, go on a bike ride, go to the beach, just enjoy outside while I can. So that's really why I haven't been able to watch movies or, or record with you, unfortunately. Uh, just out of just me just wanting to be out and about and uh, live in life while I can. No, that's respectable. I mean, it may be over tomorrow, you know. There's there's meteors in the sky right now that look like they're going backwards. We've had murder hornets. There's earthquakes, radio, earthquakes radioactive forest fires in Russia, at, at Chernobyl. Um, you know, there's... There's a lot going on in the midst of a second civil war and then a, and a, somebody ate a bat in Asia and um, or something happened and now we have a virus. Um, yeah, being outside is fun. So I've been doing a little of that. I just got some golf clubs too, a new set. Uh, it's been a while since I've gotten into golf. Yeah, golf is a, um, for those of you who don't play, man, it is a, I enjoy it. It's, it's nice to be outside, do something athletic, but it is a mental game for sure. It, it, but it really helps. I mean, I deal with a lot of anxiety and frustration on a daily basis, and I feel like golf has really helped me try to control that because, man, you're not – even if you're one of the best golfers in the world, you're not always going to hit a good shot. Like, consistency in golf is almost impossible. So trying to channel that frustration and – take a deep breath and calm yourself down to make the next shot better. It's, it's, uh, there's so much that goes into golf that I really enjoy. Yeah, it's good. I mean, we've gotten back into it. We're, we're scratch golfers now just after a month, but, um, do you see yourself being on tour here soon? Probably being able to learn something so fast and be so good at it. Yeah. I was at the range the other day and I was actually approached by a couple sponsors Nice. Um, That's good. So I'm sure, I mean, I, I hope I have time to get out and do some tour events, but I told him I, I got a lot going on, man. And, you know, we needed to record some new episodes and I told him to uh, just stand by. 
Yeah, that's smart. I mean, I got approached by King Cobra and for more than more than one reason, but uh that big Starbowski? <laughs> yeah, the old King Cobra. But no, I've been I actually shocker shocking news here. I opened a business um a couple weeks ago. Was in Austin, Texas for work. So uh yeah. just mid COVID, we just opened a restaurant, no big deal. <laughs> the economy is at all time low, but Jamie is just still open business. <laughs> yeah. So I mean you know, for all my fans out there, you know, all my hard work and uh, hard times, blue collar fans, you know, I'm still out there grinding for you. Um, but yeah, it's it's weird. I'm kind of working on a, a cure for COVID. Um, and we're, you know, I can't get in, into it too much right now. So I have a couple companies we're, you know, working through for it. And, um, and they contacted you, right? Yeah, they reached out to me. Just It was kind of, sh- you know, I was out of the blue. Um I was just opening business and they're like, there's a man who knows how to work. Um, so they came and got me and, you know, I'm, I'm not a virologist. Uh, I don't even know if that's a real I was word. Say, I was literally about to ask if that's a <laughs> word, virologist. But I would say by the end of next week, I'll have a cure, at a vaccine. And I will, I mean, can't be viral virology. I don't know if that's a thing either, but, uh, you know, it can't be that hard to learn. You know, it's just a virus. It's not even, you know. What do you like? What, where do you start when you're trying to put a vaccine together? Do you just, you just mix a bunch of shit in a blender or what? You get some Mountain Dew, <laughs> some Coke. No, I mean, you really got to get inside the virus's head and to understand it. And so, uh, did you purposely get COVID? Or you not yet? It? I, uh, it turns out, I guess it, I, it bounced off my body. Oh, you couldn't even like, get it. Yeah. So I, it was, I tried, but I couldn't. I don't know. It, it just wasn't possible. So my, my body rejected it completely. And it, COVID really wouldn't even get close to me. But, well, um, you're an athlete, so that makes all that. Yeah, all that aside, I mean, as many years as spending the ring outside, they're managed, like just everything. But, um, yeah, it's going to take – probably about a week i think i'll have some results maybe for you then on the next podcast but uh you know you get inside the virus's head you learn how it works learn how it operates what it does to its host and then um you create the opposite of that basically so it can't be that hard no it uh i i believe that if there's one man on planet earth who can fix this thing it's you so yeah, I guess a couple doctors just saw how hard working I was, and and uh, you know they just thought if there's a guy who can figure it out, it's it's got to be that guy. That's that's our our golden. Yeah, they just saw you right wearing a, a skull bandana and a can pouring a bullet bourbon into a shot glass, and was like, yeah, that guy's got the answer, son. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> and they uh, they were pretty stoked about it, so. They just, I guess maybe my aura as well, you know, like always having those rays coming off me, but, uh, we'll see, we'll see, you know, the world's at stake and I'm up for the challenge. So no big deal. Heard that we, um, you know, we did want to address everything that's going on slightly. We don't like to get, uh, too political or, or news heavy on this show. Like this movie show that we do is for fun especially for me and you. So we don't try to get too heavy with shit, but I think we both wanted to address everything that's going on and maybe give some advice. Yeah. Some people, because I mean, honestly, shit's kind of getting out of control and that's not pointed at one person or one side or one opinion. It's just, everyone's kind of losing it. And I think if everyone just kind of calmed down a little bit, and was able to have a rational discussion with each other, you know, we could maybe uh, get through this a little easier. Yeah, and I mean, you know, that's well said. I think that if uh, if everybody just understands that they're a little different than each other and they believe different and think different and that it's okay to think we all don't have to do the same exact thing. Um, and that believe and think the same exact way. If everybody just kind of relaxed and 
just talked about it and understood the differences and then maybe came to a compromise for everything. And, uh, you know, maybe just, maybe just throw on a mask when you're out in public. Like it's not even worth arguing over. Like to me, I'm so over everything that I just, I don't care. Whatever the rule, I just look at the rules everywhere and just basically when I go somewhere, I just ask what the rules are. And then I'm like, word, I can, I can do that. I'm just uh, so over it all. I just don't want to, everybody's handling things different you know really if we all just watch 97 raws uh and, and the, yeah if we all just saw i'm wearing a heart foundation shirt as we speak Golly. And, uh, man yeah do you have a shot on you do you have a, what are you drinking i'm drinking a truly right now god damn. i have liquor right here though it's a tall boy right. it's a tall boy truly Okay, so that makes it. That means it's okay. Um, <laughs> I'll fuck around. Yeah, I know, man. You are facing some truly tonight. Um, should we do a shot for Ninety Seven Heart Foundation? Ooh, I would love to do a shot for Ninety Seven Heart Foundation. Let me grab this liquor. All right, what liquor do you have? Well, I have a couple options over here. I got that. I got that. Ter- you know, I said I got that Terramana. I got the. Uh, <laughs> Case amigos. <laughs> uh, I got some basil Hayden. I got some Buffalo Trace. Darn. I got some Maker's Mark. Uh, I mean, I got all kind of options. I don't know what I'll do. Well, um, I'd say I am going to do, I'm drinking scotch. So I'm drinking uh, Old Pulteney scotch. It's uh, you know, it was given to me. It's only a hundred and twenty dollar bottle, not that expensive. Um, so you're supposed to sip on it, but I'll do a shot of it for uh, ninety seven Heart Foundation. So I think you should go stick to bourbon somehow. All right, I'll take a little bit of this basil Hayden. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, if everybody just acted like the ninety seven Heart Foundation and. You know, all the 97 Heart Foundation did was try to get the U.S. to to calm down a little bit. The U.S. wrestling fans, they were very disrespectful and they were freaking out over wrestling. It's kind of like what's going on right now, what the U.S. uh, population's doing. So I really think if everybody watched 97 Raws and listened to Bret Hart, it would be a better world, too. It would be kind of a hand-in-hand thing, you know. I agree. I'll drink to that. Yeah. Well, cheers to the 97 Heart Foundation. Tasted great. Did you about throw up? Yeah, COVID. Uh, <laughs> yeah, basil, but I just... Basil, basil Hayden is really good. Yep, it's good. Um, I just... Everybody needs to just calm down, man. Just take a deep breath. Play by the rules for a little bit. Yeah, it, be fine. here's the deal, man. Like, everyone can have their opinion. The problem with what's going... Like, COVID isn't cut and dry. Like, there's so much story. There's, like, so many stories out there. And, you know, like, it's it's not that bad. It's really that bad. Uh, don't wear a mask. Wear a mask. Like, there's so much out there that you just have to basically be like, okay, this is what I believe. Because it's not a cut and dry thing, right? So, yeah, everyone should just believe what they believe about it. And yeah, and it's fine. Whatever your and... opinion is, that's fine. And do that and live your life. And I don't think you're going to kill somebody by not wearing a mask everywhere you go. That's my opinion. Now, yeah, I don't. I don't want to wear a mask think... everywhere I go. But also at the same time, I respect people enough to when I go into a business, or like as I go at my job, I'm required to wear it. So I'm not gonna be an asshole and just not wear it, and talk about how it's America and I don't have to wear a mask if I don't want. Yeah, at the same I'm time, not gonna be I don't that. want someone screaming at me about how I'm killing everyone because I'm not wearing it. So yeah, there's there's definitely a middle ground. And I think we should all just calm down a little bit. Yeah, but we both know uh, that white line. You know, if you're walking that white line, uh, it's not a good place to be white when you're driving lines. in the middle of the road. White line's in the middle <laughs> of the road, which uh, you know, that's not always true, by the way. But I know it's not always true. <laughs> but but yeah, no, nah, just everybody just calm the fuck down, like. 
just don't react to everything. That's a big, like, just if you just don't react, like if you just think about it and act, think and act instead of react. How does that sound? Yeah, we can get into it a little bit more as we talk about this movie that we're covering tonight, but like uh, everything you read and everything you see on TV, you don't need to take at 100%. So if you read or if you read something or you watch something and it piques your interest, I would encourage you to investigate it a little bit more before you react to, to what's going on. Yeah, instead of just spinning around like Leatherface at the end of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, or like Meg Foster when she almost killed Piper in this movie. Yeah, absolutely. What a bitch. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that's our advice, which I feel like we've given this advice multiple times during this pandemic. We have. Uh, I mean, me and Jamie are just chill motherfuckers, man. And, you know, we, we we definitely are opinionated, both of us. We have our own opinions about what's going on and in the world but like we also are open to everyone and i mean you you have to deal with it a lot more than me but me and you are old men now i think we say yeah. that fairly yeah um you know you work with a lot of young people i work with some but young people are hard to talk to <laughs> yeah but you know they're easy to listen to yeah that's the thing so you know that's you know then maybe that's some good advice too is people need to start listening yeah they do and i can tell you right now in the last four years i've worked i have worked with a lot of since moving to denver from fort collins worked with nothing but young people and i just learned to listen and i've learned more from them than they may even have from me yeah so so yeah i i uh encourage everyone definitely to uh you know close your mouth open your ears and uh, just try to put yourself in someone else's shoes, man, because it's not always about you. And uh, the world isn't always out to get you, man. It's not always, uh, uh, you know, everyone's not against you. So live your life, man. You only get, what is it? You only get one trip around the sun. So uh, yeah, you get one spin around the sun and, you know, we were born, yeah. born uh, way too, way too late to explore the world, and and way too early to explore the stars. So, what you see is what you get. Yeah. So, if you if you want to spend that time uh, playing golf and making bitches cream and uh, getting digits and do's, you know, yeah, that's one, that's you, a hell of a way to do it. Or do you? Yeah. Do you want to spend your time, you know, sitting in the corner of your closet with a mask on your head? yeah i mean digits and do's or closet mm-hmm. so yeah. might takes might start maybe you know the closet's backup filling station but hell yeah son backed up <laughs> yeah but yeah if everybody just listened to us the 97 heart foundation i mean we know more than google so I just I don't know why you would even Google anything. Just ask us. Feel free to ask us. Yeah, and I do want to apologize for not having an episode in a couple of weeks. We probably lost some listeners, but um, I, we also are terrible at updating our social media. But yeah, um, you know, like I said, man, like I've just been out living. So that's on me. I love to blame Jamie when when stuff doesn't happen right with this podcast. <laughs> favorite things in the world, but I, I definitely take a hundred percent responsibility this time. Because man, I just want to—I don't want to be inside watching a movie, taking notes when I could be outside enjoying life. I mean, I do enjoy watching these movies, but it's just—I just wanted to be outside for a while. Yeah, absolutely. And you never know what tomorrow holds. I mean, you know, who knows what COVID twenty is going to be like. Yeah, there definitely was an awakening in me. Man, I could, back in the day, I could just sit on the couch and binge watch shows for like nine hours. And when that, when COVID first hit and we were quarantined and I was just in my apartment nonstop by myself, just going fucking crazy. Ever since we were allowed to go back outside, man, I feel like I'm never home. Something clicked in my brain to where I was like, dude, I need to be like doing things. Yeah, 
because, you know, it could be. Well, anyway, we should be living life like that anyway. I mean, it's fun to watch movies and, and do the podcast and educate the listeners. But at the same time, you know, you got to live life uh, because you never know. You never know what could happen. It may not be COVID. Maybe you may be taking a shit and just, you know, that wake up in hell. I don't know. Yeah, like that dude in Sopranos. He was taking a shit and he just died. Yeah, so Elvis died on the shitter. I mean, oh, what a way to go! Can you imagine? Yeah, I mean, imagine dying while banging on the shitter. <laughs> I was gonna say, imagine banging on the shitter. <laughs> yeah, if you were dying, if you were getting banged while taking a shit, and you biffed it, then hey, man, that's. Hell yeah. I can't imagine the places you go to meet a girl who's going to bang you while you're taking the shit. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, we're getting really sidetracked here, but I actually just listened to another podcast where a guy was, they were talking about like weirdest breakups or something like that. And this guy said that he was with this girl for a while and she just came in one day and was like, Hey, I, I want to try something different. And he's like, okay. And she was like, I want to I want to give you a blowjob while while you're taking a shit. Oh, the old blowjob. Yeah, and she, he was like, ah, I think we're you know this is running his course. <laughs> so he just kicked her. Yeah, he just immediately broke up with her. Dad gum. So not what very is... open minded, but also I don't know how I would feel if a girl said that to me either. I mean, you got to go for it, dude. Who's had that? You know what I mean? You got to go for it, and then you can just. I mean, if it's if it doesn't, you could just be like, ah, that was too gross. You know, I got to let you go. I don't even like taking a shit when there's someone in the stall next to me. Oh, you know, so you never played battle shits. No, me and you used to shit next to each other all the time. And you would have full-on conversations <laughs> with other people who didn't know us in the bathroom. <laughs> but me, personally, I like, I like my, like, I like just me doing my thing yeah so i couldn't imagine being in that position <laughs> i don't think it'd be a problem i think i'd be like hey let's try it see what happens oh yeah maybe for it's you, cool for maybe you, it's i don't think it's a problem <laughs> um but yeah i guess yeah that's, uh, that's enough blumpkin talk for tonight yeah enough enough taking shits i've already i've already done that today <laughs> we Last time we talked to you guys, we were going to do a poll, which we did on Instagram. Thank you to everyone who voted. And um, Point Break won that, which we assumed it would. And um, so the plan was to do Point Break. But um, with everything going on in the world, and we have to give – a little bit of credit to version one this for this idea but um with everything going on in the world we decided to switch it up and we're covering a movie that is kind of reminiscent to what's actually going on yeah well, sh- shave my ass was that was his idea yeah well, hungry hungry hip of this yeah golly old dick van dyke this <laughs> yeah so um <laughs> we have decided to switch it up and do this movie. This movie is actually very, very um, accurate to what's going on. Yeah, almost. you know, it's and, this kind of describes what's happening in the world right now. Yeah, so we're doing They Live, John Carpenter's They Live. Uh, John Carpenter, very famous uh, in the horror genre. He did the first Halloween. Uh, what else? He, he did uh, The Thing, right? He did, uh, <laughs> yeah, he did The Thing. Do you not know all the things he did? No. He did uh, that other Kurt Russell movie, Escape from New York. He did Escape from New York. He did Assault on Three, uh, Precinct 13. Uh, great remake with Brian Dennehy, by the way. God rest his soul. Um, he's done a lot of things. Uh, he did The Fog. I don't know if you ever saw that. No, but it's basically the same thing as the thing. <laughs> no, the fog is a different. It's different. Um, it's it's there was a remake of that. 
But the thing is, yeah. one of the greatest horror movies ever made. I mean, he did Starman. He did um, Jack Burton. You remember Jack Burton? Yeah. Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, yeah. He did do Big Trouble in Little China. That's right. Yeah. He did Village oh, of the yeah. Damned and then Escape from LA. He did like every Kurt Russell movie ever. Basically, yeah. He did. Which uh, Kurt Russell was actually supposed to do this movie, but Carpenter changed his mind at the last minute. Which was the best decision he ever made. No offense to Kurt yeah. Russell, but you probably never even seen Ghost of Mars. Me? Yeah. You know, I'll be honest with you, man. Which, I mean, you know this already, but I don't. I'm not really into horror movies. I know. Um, I don't watch a lot of them. It's okay uh, to be scared. Yeah, I get scared in the dark. Uh, no, I just, I don't know. There's just something about them. I don't, I'm not into them really. I mean, I, I'll watch a, a one if they're good, but I don't watch a million of them like you do. Do you watch Halloween? Do you like Halloween? Yeah, I don't mind a Michael Myers movie every now and then. Yeah, Michael Myers, I mean, you know, he drove a car that one time. That was cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the first Halloween is great. Uh, I mean, the Rob Zombie Halloween remake was cool, I thought, too. I hated those ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> I mean, a lot of the Halloween are good. I, I mean, I like I like the Jasons better. So who do you, do you think? Jay? Yeah, all right. Jasons are good, dude. I don't know. I like Jasons. Just yeah, best. Jasons incredible, dude. I mean, one of the best movie scenes of all time is Jason in space, where he freezes that guy. Yeah, he and takes he, he takes that girl and smashes her face. Yeah. He freezes her face and then smashes it. But also, he was frozen and he still cut somebody's arm off. <laughs> so, <laughs> and also, Jason went to space. I mean, how incredible is that? Yeah, it's more than what I've done. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I'm definitely I, I like Friday the Thirteenth better than Halloween's, but yeah. <laughs> All right, so back to <laughs> yeah, we got sidetracked there. Uh, so, anyways, yeah. So, the movie we're doing is They Live. Um, classic movie from 1988. Uh, one, of, one of my favorite movies ever. One of the greatest movies ever made. Yeah, just so unbelievable. Uh, starring, uh, I mean, here we are with another wrestler, a movie starring a wrestler. But Yeah, that's crazy how this keeps happening. I, mean, I know. I, I don't know how that happens. I don't either. But, uh, yeah, so Rowdy Roddy Piper is starring in this movie, one of the best wrestlers of all time, uh, known for his gift of gab, um, just a man's man. He was he was just a badass yep. back in the day, um, and a great actor, really. And I think this was like his first like real prominent role. Which I mean, golly, to go from to go from main event WrestleMania 1 in 85 to immediately They Live in 88. You know, he boxed Mr. T in between that. But, like, to me, is Piper one of the greatest wrestlers of all time? Absolutely. Um, he – nobody could get the crowd roaring like he could, one way or another. Whether he's face or heel, nobody draw all the motions out like Piper. You know, he was a fighter. Like you said, a man's man. Yeah, and a lot of people will say that, you know, the 80s with the WrestleMania boom and the, the rock and wrestling boom that, you know, Hogan and Vince McMahon and Roddy Piper are responsible. And without any of the three, it wouldn't have happened. Yeah, and it wouldn't have because, you know, if you look at what happened afterwards, you know, Hogan had the main event with Bundy and like it was giant, you know, that just wasn't like the best thing. But Piper got him got them off like people don't understand like you could be a a baby face but a great baby face will always be able to to work with a great heel like a great heel makes a great baby face yeah and yeah you can't have one without the other you know you need someone to hate to to make you love the person you love that much more yep and if you don't have Uh anyone to hate then you don't have you know, you can, you can, a lot of those wrestling matches, I'm like, ah, you know, fuck it. I guess I'll, I guess I hope he wins. But then that's that Rowdy Piper's the guy, Rowdy Piper's the guy that's like, fuck him, fuck this. I want the other, like, I have a lot of invested in it, you know? Yeah. 
And, uh, yeah, so one of the greatest wrestlers ever. And like I said, uh, John Carpenter, when he wrote this movie, he had Kurt Russell in mind. But he had already done, you know, multiple Kurt Russell movies. So he was worried about doing another movie starring the same actor. And he watched WrestleMania three and saw Roddy Piper and thought he would be perfect. John Carpenter, you know, a huge wrestling fan. So Um, my favorite director. Yeah. I mean, turned out to be an unbelievable choice because Piper was awesome in this movie. And um, yeah, so we'll get right into it. I do love this movie description that I found. Um, It says they live follows an unnamed drifter who discovers through special sunglasses (laughs) (laughs) that the ruling class are aliens concealing their appearance and manipulating people to spend money, breed, and accept the status quo with subliminal messages in mass media. Um, So, a hilarious breakdown. I mean, that's Um, about it. (laughs) That's literally... We could we could really wrap up the podcast because that really describes the whole movie. It sure does. Which you know, one thing that I did find interesting watching this movie, it's a quick watch. Yeah, there's it's because it's everything. You pay attention to detail in this movie. Yeah. So there's not a lot of like side time, downtime where you're like wondering. Like movies are long for me when I lose my train of thought on the movie when I'm like thinking about other shit. And I'm like, oh god damn, this is taking forever. Yeah, I agree. Um, so we'll get right into it. The movie begins. Um, Piper, who it does say unnamed director, in which they don't ever call him by a name in the movie, but he is uh, credited as being John Nada. Yeah, John Nada. Wonder. Uh, yeah, he is never like called a name in the movie. He's never addressed by a name. And uh, so, yeah, he it just shows him kind of walking through the city, kind of reminiscent of Rambo. Yeah. Do you think that you think he named him John Nada and they just because he didn't say a name because Nada is nothing. Remember, I've been I've been taking Spanish. I'm on my 51st Spanish lessons. So. Well, when. Yeah, that's a, unbelievable, by the way. We yeah. should we should do a whole podcast in just Spanish. I could do it easily. Uh, I know you know it. Um, yeah. And then next we'll do one in sign language. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, John not yeah. being, you know, John Doe, and then the instead of John Doe calling him John Nothing, like that's his name, John Nada. I think there's something to that, huh? So actually, through researching the movie, I know the answer to this. Um, I think the John part is based off of like John Doe, and the Nada part is partly due to like Nada meaning nothing. And him not having a name, but also, uh, this movie is based off a book. Um, eight o'clock in the morning, maybe, or something like that. Um, hmm. I'd have to find it. But anyways, in the yeah, book, the main it's a short story. In the, yeah, the main character's name in that is George Nada. Ah, uh, so it also comes from that. But yeah, so anyways. He's walking through the city. It's a kind of an unnamed city, but like reminiscent of you know any big city, New York, L.A. Sort of old school eighties, like right. Well, he's at at the train yard. What's he wearing at the train yard? He's got a badass blue flannel on. He's got you know some worn jeans, almost acid wash. <laughs> yeah, uh, got some he... some Timberland boots on. Which is dope. At first, he was wearing that MacGyver jacket over that flannel. Yeah. And then he took it off. We never saw it again the rest of the movie. Yeah, he had a backpack on and then, like, a sleeping bag on the backpack. So you can tell he's a drifter. Yeah, looks homeless, but he's wearing a wedding ring. Yeah, and he shows up to, like, an unemployment office, and there's a bunch of people in there. You can tell that, you know, people are struggling. There's a lot going on in the world. Yeah. And there's, like, jobs listed on the wall, and a guy with one leg goes rolling by. Yeah. And uh, there's just a lot going on. He got a job, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I don't know. He looked pretty pissed. He looked at Piper and, like, shook his head. Like, Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, he's probably mad about the drifters. Yeah. Uh, 
Pfeiffer, you know, sits down with the lady and she says, what's your last place of employment? He says, Denver, Colorado. Might have worked at Chiba Hut. He, as soon as he says that, she rolls her eyes. Yeah, like Denver's the worst city ever. Yeah, like you gotta be fucking kidding me. Like there's uh, another drifter from Denver. Uh, Yeah. And then he goes, things kind of dried up there. 14 banks closed. Yeah, that's like what? So, what was your job? I assume you know he went from uh, some sort of investor or hotshot banker uh, to immediately immediate lumberjack redneck homeless man. <laughs> yeah, because he's like this rugged dude. It's almost like he works like construction or. What's and he has an incredible hairdo, one of the greatest top five movie hairdo ever. Yeah, it's it's your typical amazing '80s mullet, like short mullet, like the number one haircut I want in yeah. my life. I've had that. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, so he's like this man's man. You know, he's wearing a flannel. He's uh, he like you think he like works with his hands. Yeah, hard-working fella. Yeah, you know, just... but, but for some reason, he said, you know, 14 banks closed, which I guess you could work construction and, you know, you buy a bunch of land or you buy a bunch of property to build, and then the banks close up and your loans go away. And Yeah, I mean, either way, if banks start closing, a lot of people are fucked because, mm-hmm. you know, that's the whole thing. I think saying when 14 banks are closing, that means there's – no money coming into them. You know, banks make money off lending their money to other people. Um, I'm a very big financial planner, so I know these things. Um, but, uh, you know, it just, you know, banks are closing. The times are hard, you know, fucking. Yeah. So in this world, Denver's done. Denver's over with. It's a wasteland. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she. Her reply to this is just like, all right, we got nothing for you. And, just, um, just that, yeah, just sorry. <laughs> he's like the one have this job at the unemployment office. She's just like, which, you know, she's probably dealing with a lot. There's people in and out of there all day. Yeah, just a lot of people begging for stuff. But do you agree that Piper looked like the most fit for every job on the board person in there? Yeah. Easily. That's what I'm saying, dude. When you wear a flannel shirt like that, you're a jack of all trades. Yeah, you know everything, and you know you have a MacGyver jacket. You got your own sleeping bag. You carry around your own motel. You know. Yeah, he's got his own tools, as we find out later. Um, he's just a man's man. Yeah. But yeah, so he walks by a preacher who's like preaching on the street to a crowd. This blind preacher. Um, and uh, the cops come and like break it up. You know, Piper sees that and he kind of just yeah. wanders on. This is kind of foreshadowing. Yeah. And also the um he's walking by like a bunch of TVs in like a store window and this guy is like watching TV, he's like mesmerized by the television. Yeah, like in also trance. Yeah. Yeah. Um at this point, um, which I did really enjoy like those small little touches. Yeah, those are like, great. Like every little bit of foreshadowing. Plus the music was phenomenal. Oh, yeah, music in this movie is great. And John Carpenter, he did his own scores. So as a director, he he wrote his own music for his movies. Um, Piper's sleeping on the street. He's watching TV through a window of someone's apartment, which is, like, creepy as fuck. But <laughs> he's, uh, the lady on the TV is talking about how, like, all that's important to her is being rich and famous. And she doesn't care how it happens. This is also kind of foreshadowing. Um, you know, that like all people care about is being rich and famous, like all people care about is themselves. Um, he goes to a construction site to try to get a job. Um, he says he, yeah, he has his own tools, which is like a hilarious thing to say. Like, you work construction for a while, is having your own tools a big deal? Um, yeah, it you know, when you have your own tools, you don't have to rely on anybody else, or you know. You know, the big thing about it is when you have your own tools and somebody else doesn't, it's like, yeah, sure, you know, you, I got one in the truck, you know, or you can go, here you go, you can borrow my tool, you know. 
So yeah, but like at big jobs, like they're like they're building like a skyscraper or something. Yeah, they are building the skyscraper, and everybody just has a tool belt with a hammer on it. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, the, you think they would just supply their own tools? But yeah. Piper gets the job, instantly takes his shirt off. He is jacked. Yeah, gets the job. You know, uh, he is. They're building a skyscraper. He is like shoveling a pile of dirt just back on top of itself. Yep. He's just digging a hole, basically. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Maybe he's building that skyscraper that The Rock climbed with one leg. <laughs> oh, man, we got this skyscraper. God uh, mighty. I don't know if we could even <laughs> emotionally handle that. Yeah, that would be changing my life so much. Um, but, yeah, so uh, we meet Frank at this point. Um Frank is like hitting stuff with a pickaxe. Like these guys are doing like prison yard labor. Like yeah, pickaxe shoveling. And Frank is yeah. Keith David, incredible uh, actor. Yeah, one of the great actors. Um, look him up; he's phenomenal. He's been in literally a million things, like almost every TV show, bunch of movies. He was in the thing. Yeah, he was the last yeah. remaining guy with Kurt Russell in the thing. Yeah, well, spoiler, spoiler alert. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, um, I don't know why they're doing prison labor to build a skyscraper, but I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, they're um, just they're just breaking up ground. They're uh, they're done for the day, and I guess the foreman like notices Piper's sleeping bag because he just freaks out and he's like, "Hey, there's no sleeping here." Yeah, no sleeping on the job site, asshole. Yeah, park your ass somewhere else. That's what he says. Yeah, that's what he does. <laughs> which is which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, tell someone to park their ass is incredible. I need yeah. to start doing that at work. I do too. You can park your ass right the fuck over there. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's all I want. I want to tell that somebody immediately tonight. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Frank comes up being a nice guy, and he's like, "Hey, you know, I know a place down the street. They got hot showers. They got food." You know, if you need a place to stay. And Piper just stares at him. Just stares him right in the face. Yeah, doesn't say a word. <laughs> and Frank, Frank instantly gets pissed. Yeah. Which is, I think, very telling of these guys' relationship throughout the movie. Like, they have such a short fuse with each other. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, Frank, like, Frank walks away, but Piper's just social distancing, man. Staying about six feet back, but following him. Just following him. Yeah, and at this point, Frank loses his shit. And just <laughs> says, hey, I don't like nobody following me unless I know why. It's like, well, you invited him. Yeah, but still he's following him, and Piper stared at him. It's just a great line to turn around and say. I, it's If he knows why somebody's following him, it's okay. Yeah. If you just told him why, like, look, dude, I'm going to follow you because, you know, you have blue shoes on. And I mean, basically, he's like, dude, I invited you, like, just fucking walk next to me. Like, you don't have to stand six feet yeah. behind What What the fuck is wrong with you? This is weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which it was really weird. Like, yeah, it was. Because <laughs> he was following him with his hands in his pockets. <laughs> <laughs> like, walking. Yeah, so they arrived to this shelter place. It's basically like a campsite. Yeah, but you missed, you got to say, do you remember, did you have written down what Piper said to him? Well, Frank says... I don't like nobody following me unless I know why. And he says, I don't like following unless I know where I'm going or something like that. Nah, he goes, I don't join up with nobody until I see where he's going. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I missed that. Yeah, that's what he says, because it's straight up, it's like, I don't like nobody following me unless I know why. And he goes, well, I don't join up with nobody until I see where he's going. So they're immediately... Another thing that's great about their relationship, they like instantly have something to say to each other. Like just talking shit. I mean, yeah, I have after that, I have dot, dot, dot immediate best friends. (laughs) (laughs) Which you can kind of tell looking at Frank's face. He loved it. Yeah. They're best friends off the bat, but also they're, they hate each other. Yeah. Sometimes when people are real similar, it, uh, it can, uh, I mean, me and you, when we first met each other, hated each other. Yeah, definitely. And now we know more than Google. Yeah, so it didn't take a six-minute fight, but... Oh, man, it should have. That would have been epic. It would have been. But this just shows you, like, two guys 
who look like they're hardworking guys, respect them. You know, those guys, you know, they know when you see another one of you. You know what I mean? When you're that way, when you see another one of you, you may hate him, but you respect him. So that level of respect is already there. Yeah. And uh, so they get to the shelter. It's basically just like an empty lot, and people just have, like, camp. Like, everyone's camping out here. Yeah. It's just like a dirty landfill campground. (laughs) Yeah. And there's, like, a church across the street, and uh, they meet the guy who runs it. I never got his name. I forget his name, too. It might have been Mitchell. They said it because Frank's like, this is so-and-so. He runs the place. Oh, it was Gilbert. Gilbert, yeah. I think I've it was. Gil- yeah, Gilbert runs the place. Yeah, so they meet him. Instantly, Gilbert's like, do you have tools? Yeah. Hey, man, I don't care that you stay here, but, like, we got shit to take care of. Yeah, you have tools. The bathroom's cut. It's, it's caving in. Yeah. So if you want to shower, motherfucker, go fix it. Yeah, let's get to work, brother. Yeah. And, uh, so all Piper's done is work so far. Yeah. <laughs> they go get some food, and they're, like, chilling. They find a nice spot to, like, eat their dinner. Piper and, got two spoonfuls of peas, too. Right? Yeah, that lady goes, you want more peas? He goes, yeah. I mean, have you ever said yeah to more peas? <laughs> no. I mean. But I guess he probably ain't eaten in years. He looked like it the way he was eating, but I've never – Ever. Yeah. I, mean, I don't mind. It sl- wasn't criminal how he's eating that food. Yeah. I don't mind slamming a, a, a portion of peas, you know, but I've I'll never. Tell you what, dude, I'm not a fan of peas. There's a lot of vegetables. And these were like canned peas. These are the worst peas I've ever seen. But yeah, I've never said yes to more peas ever in my whole <laughs> life. And that first spoonful she gave him was hefty. Huge. I mean, they were everywhere. They covered the whole plate. Yeah. But right. I'm sure he was hungry. Yeah. Uh, he uh, so they sit down to eat, and Frank just goes into the story, like his life story, basically. Like, listen, I'm, I was in Detroit. That's where my wife and kids are. They shut all the mills down. Steel mills. Yeah, these greedy motherfuckers. Like, like I'd like to smash their cars. Fuck them. Like, all, all this shit. Yeah, he's so mad, and he's like, he's like spilling it like his heart out to this guy he just met. Like to it. which. Piper's response is just, hey, man, have a little patience. Have a little patience with life. <laughs> like, can you imagine somebody talking about it? Like, hey, man, I had to leave my wife and kids. And my two kids in, in Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to find work. I haven't talked to him in months. Yeah, and he goes, and, hard you know, times, man. Yeah, he's like, life kind of sucks. And Piper's just like, ah, it's not that bad, dude. Like. Calm down. Yeah, just I mean, you can tell by you can tell Piper's life sucks too, <laughs> but you know he just tells yeah, me but he's patient. dealing. But I, honestly, that conversation I have here, my notes, I mean, they describe life perfectly together. Like all everything they said, and then I have hard times. It just made me think of Dusty Rhodes cutting that hard times promo. Yeah, every yeah. time I hear hard times, I just picture Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, so it's like we work in those hard times. And you know, it's you think that Piper, the way he said that, he'd he, he just wind and dine and rode in limousines and what was it saying? And I've slept in alleyways and wind and dine with kings and queens, yeah. and I've slept in alleys and ate pork and beans. Yeah, there you go. So it's like, I don't know why I said limousines, I'm an idiot, <laughs> but yeah. So, well, Frank asked him, he's like, you know, what are you gonna do, man? Because he's like. It's like you don't seem to be worried about anything, but you're in the same spot I am. Yeah. So what do you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Piper's like, I believe in America. Like, yeah. It's all good. Like everyone's on hard times, man. It's, it's gonna be fine. And Piper says, you know, I believe if you know I follow the rules, and this is the way. This is what relates to the world right now. He's like, ah, oh, man, I'm just, I just try to be a good person. I follow the rules. You know, I'm gonna get my break. It'll come. I'm gonna get my break. And if all you out there would just just follow the damn rules. Just relax. And, you know, you're going to get your break. Yeah. And uh, they have a TV just in the middle of the yard. Yeah, there's the, power in this landfill camp. Yeah. And uh, these guys are, like, sitting around watching TV. I didn't get this guy's name, but this guy is hilarious. Yeah, I didn't get his name either. The guy watching he- TV. And he, um, which I did write down the quote. So, basically, they're watching, like, I don't know what they're watching, but 
like the signal like messes up. They get like interrupted, and it's this guy, and he's like he's basically like preaching the rebel cause. Like, yeah, he looks like John uh, Hammond from Jurassic Park. Yeah, and it, what he says is, the poor and the underclass are growing. Racial justice and human rights are non-existent. They've created a repressive society, and we are all the accomplices. Their intention to rule rests with the annihilation of consciousness. We have been lulled into a trance. We are focused only on our own gain. They are safe as long as they not, are not discovered. They want us to, to stay asleep. They want to keep us selfish. They want to keep us seduced. Kind of sounds like America now. Yeah, it couldn't have made more sense. Yeah. But, yeah, I thought that was interesting. So they're watching this, and uh, Piper, you know, Piper's always got his head on a swivel, man. He, yeah. He knows what's going on, and he, he notices the preacher, the same preacher from earlier, and the preacher is, like, basically, like, saying every word of this transmission. And uh, Gilbert, like, goes up to him, and uh, – Eventually, the hilarious guy who's watching TV, he turns the channel and he just goes, blow it out your ass. <laughs> yeah. Which he reminds me of Randy Quaid from Independence Day. Yeah. This guy, is, he's got some hilarious one-liners. Yeah, he does. Uh, so, Piper, like, notices everything going on. The next morning, he's, like, really into, like, what's going on at this church. Yeah, but we got to we gotta talk about him playing the harmonica. Oh, Yeah. He does just at nighttime just play harmonica, and he's unbelievable harmonica player. Unbelievable. Just, you know, hard times are upon us, crazy shits. It really sets the mood for the movie with the music and the harmonica. It's like shit's fucking rough for people out there, man. Like if you're if you a hardworking blue-collar fella, you know, things are rough out there for you. Yeah, and that's like the, like the quintessential fucking hard times working man instrument, right? Like if if you're if you're down on your luck and you're just at a campsite and you're just thinking about how to survive, you're just you know you're humming on a harmonica. Yeah, and he's he was unbelievable at it instantly. What you mean? For all we know, he's been playing for years. 